What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Today, we sit down with Rachel Pretty, who is the founder and owner of Rose and Lois. And Rose and Lois is a coffee shop located here locally in Carmel, Indiana, so close to the Indianapolis area. And it's not your average coffee shop. Uh, has a drive-through, back patio, even has an area for kids. So there's a lot going on with this coffee shop, and that kind of leads into how. Uh, Rachel describes the ways that her coffee shop is different from everybody else. And so we start off with her background, in which she started in food science, working in a coffee and tea lab, uh, developing flavors. So this is not something that is foreign to her. Uh, so that's where she kicks things off. And then she goes through the, through the process of converting her idea of a coffee shop into an actual business and how much research uh, that w- actually went in behind that. And then she goes into the pivots that she has had to make with her business, especially during uh, the pandemic. So Tim, I know you kind of helped set this one up. You're at Rose mm-hmm. and Lois quite a bit doing yeah. doing your work. Uh, so what'd you think the, think of the episode of actually sitting down with the owner? Oh yeah, this, this was an awesome interview. And just hearing just the passion in Rachel's voice, you can tell this is an idea that she has invested a lot of time and passion into. And yeah, I, I just really enjoyed the conversation. As as most of you know who follow me on social media or whatever, you know I love to go to coffee shops. And this is one that I frequent Big quite a coffee shop guy. I frequent this one quite a bit. And yeah, I'm on the rewards program there. No big <laughs> deal. But yeah, no, I, I, I was glad we were able to get Rachel on. And yeah, we, we asked her about what her approach was with the business and what the mission behind Rose and Lois was. And what, what her impact on the community wants to be. So it's cool kind of hearing her say that and, and go through that. And then she kind of dives into the marketing strategy behind Rose and Lois. They're not, they're not your standard coffee shop that just posts photos here and there on social media. Like they actually do a really good job of putting on unique programs and uh, marketing on social media and online. And everything they do is just very different. So kind of hearing that was good too. And then uh, we asked her about like the process behind the coffee beans and like the roasting process and uh, the people that, that she's partnered with with that. So that was good to hear. And then obviously we, we end the show by asking our, our golden question about um, how how they want to be remembered. And it was kind of he- cool hearing Rachel talk about that and, and what, how she wants to be remembered. And then she also talks about how running a business has impacted other areas of her life, which I think that's that's always a really meaningful thing to, to hear. And yeah, I thought it was just an awesome interview. And um, if you're someone who's looking to start a business or just looking to become a better leader, like at work or in life, like this was a really good episode to listen to. And um, I think you'll learn a lot. So without further ado, episode 170, Rachel Pretty. So uh, yeah, I guess for our listeners, um, I know this is the first time us like officially meeting you as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So maybe just give a quick intro of yourself, who you are, kind of background a little bit, and how we got to to coffee, and then we'll we'll dive into the nitty gritty here. Yes. Okay. Um, my background is that I loved chemistry and went into food science at Purdue because of that love of chemistry, but I was intending to go into sales. I also picked it because I wanted to go into cosmetic development. And so that's where I started. Um, I worked for a flavor company and my very first job, I worked for a flavorist in the coffee and tea lab. So I did work on some, uh, some flavors for Starbucks. I was brewing coffee every day, but it was pretty minimal exposure to 
what I know about coffee today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started there. Um, I did work in the food industry, uh, then went into technical sales, and I, I worked in the food industry for several years. I did finally transfer into the personal care segment, and I was doing technical sales for skincare, hair care, and color cosmetics when I most recently decided to leave the corporate world and mm-hmm. uh, start start my coffee shop. So okay. it was entirely born out of the stage of life I was in, but I was visually trying to think of those concentric circles of like what I know the most yeah. uh-huh. and like can I okay maybe I'll creep out a little side that but obviously I'm not going to try to pull in something from left field entirely and yeah. so it's like oh I, I have some exposure to food as some exposure to coffee and and so maybe I, I'll just open a coffee shop very nice. I was That's like awesome. Tim. I yeah. wanted I wanted to yeah. work from a coffee shop. Yeah, that's really what it was, and there wasn't <laughs> one close enough. Yeah, and yeah, how I even found out about you is like just to give people a background. Like I always post on my story how I'm working from a coffee shop. I probably work from Rose and Lois the most. I'm probably there like two or three times a week. I just I like just the obviously the coffee there, but also like just the. Uh, the ambiance of like the working area like I like have you go there in the during the day like there's always like natural light and it's like just an easy place to work so I'm glad we we're finally able to, to to get you on so yeah thank yeah. you I, I do love that about our space and I uh, I may be a little bit unique in that I was very dedicated to my business startup but if that location had fallen through I, I was pretty sure I was going to walk away and do something differently. Mm. Oh, wow. okay. It was very contingent on that is only a mile from my house. I need it to be close. Yeah. And and it's really hard to find a drive through space. Right, right. So the drive through the patio, the location, and the natural light, it was that was that was my, my D- perfect spot. Yeah, that's like the best of like every world. So did you did you always know that you were going to start a business? Like was that always in the back of your mind? I used to say no, but then I recently met a customer at my shop. I recognized his last name. I said, I think I knew your son. I had some kind of connection. I jumped on my LinkedIn. And 10 years prior, I had reached out to him because he's an entrepreneur, and I had told him I was interested in entrepreneurship. Oh, wow. And could I grab lunch with him? And honestly, I do not even remember that really being on my mind 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, you scratched the itch. At least you reached out to someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember as a teenager, um, maybe barely even a teenager, maybe like twelve. I I was like riding around my on my bike, talking with my brother about what I could do to generate money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could I could scrapbook for people and and sell that service. I could make jewelry. I could like all those little crafty things that I did as a little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that, and then I did some career coaching. Uh, what, like senior year of high school, and uh, are you familiar with Fadley DeBroda Associates? No, I'm not. Um, but th- it came back that I scored like really highly toward entrepreneurship. Okay. So I think that was the first time it was kind of like yeah. on my radar going into college. Um, but then after you know coming out of college, I thought just technical sales—that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like you at least were keeping your mind open. Like you were kind of exploring different things. And... I love business. I really, I do think I'm very much, it, it, it fuels me. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So can you just walk us through the process of like when you kind of had the idea to start the coffee shop? Like what did that look like taking that idea and like putting it into what it is now? Like can you kind of describe what that process looked like? Yeah, my timeline. Um, so I had just had my second baby. She was only a few weeks old. 
Um, so December 2nd, 2018, okay. I was uh, chatting with my husband one evening, like, what what can I do with my life? And <laughs> I don't really think I want to go back to traveling. That was the big thing. I'm like, I love sales, um, but being a mom with two kids and an infant for one of them, um, yeah, just going back to traveling and the corporate world, I, I didn't want to do it. And mm-hmm. so... So stumbled on the idea of I want a coffee shop. Why don't I open the coffee shop that I want to exist? And that just launched. It was almost, I mean, it's very un- like uncomfortable, this like compulsion or almost mm-hmm. addiction. Of, like, <laughs> it's just you cannot, it's like eat, sleep, breathe. Like I, yep. I couldn't think about anything else like from that moment on. And, yeah. and it just launched like every spare second. I could, um, I was reading articles, I was just researching everything online about started opening a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and um, I, I landed on a program called Coffee Shop Startup University, oh, nice. and it was like 80 bucks, or maybe even less, 68 bucks maybe, and so I, uh, I decided, okay, that's the course I wanted to do. They had curated 17 interviews with industry professionals, everyone yeah. from design to um, actual cafe owners, different vendors. So I did that um, and then kind of in the background um, starting to figure out how I was going to start selling coffee. Mm-hmm. I initially tried to uh, sell coffee online as a way to just generate some cash flow. But then uh, in Indiana, we in California, I believe they don't consider coffee beans to be a finished food product. Okay. Most people don't ingest coffee beans until mm. um, it's brewed. Yeah. So, oh, got it. Okay. So they don't consider it. <laughs> well, so that's do what you, I've been do doing. That's what I've been doing wrong the whole time. Like you guys yes. are drinking your coffee. Yeah. No. Colin, I totally thought you were gonna tell me that you like <laughs> chew on a few espresso beans before you do a workout. But have you have you guys ever like? Had raw beans like with a chocolate chip, yeah. Too like it's like chocolate. Oh, is that what they are with yeah, the coffee beans? And yeah. roasting coffee, I swear to goodness, it doesn't smell to me like coffee. It smells like chocolate chip cookies baking. Oh. It's like those. T- I mean, I'm sure it was somewhat the bean that was being roasted, but it's it's delicious. Yeah, okay. yeah. amazing. Yeah. Nice. So drink my coffee. Yeah. So drink your okay. coffee. Yeah. So California's yeah, a little more yeah, but in Indiana, you have to go through all the hoops of like a food. I mean, you have to be in a food inspected facility to okay. to have the the coffee beans in storage and all of that. So that didn't work so great. Um, but I did make plans to start selling at a farmer's market. Nice. So my husband and I built our first espresso cart, and we started selling there. And about six months later, toward the end of the season, um, I was. I mean, there I calculated added up it was like 600 pounds of equipment i was schlepping around and i was like physically like uh-huh. i can't do this anymore yep. yeah um and so then we started looking on i told i told my husband a friend inspired me i came home i jumped on facebook marketplace and that night i found uh, our first food truck it nice. was just a trailer it wow. was okay. just a, a box trailer yeah so the next day my husband and i go look at it and i t- I told her it was like there were trumpets playing from heaven. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I was like, I've never loved anything more. It's perfect. Yeah. So in ten days again we didn't eat, sleep, or anything else. And we we built out my husband did all the plumbing and the electrical. He's a Purdue engineer. Nice. Um, nice. and so we built That's out handy. that yep. yeah, convenient, yeah. Convenient. Extremely. 
So we built out that first food truck and then um, all that time, like by now, like a year has gone by and I've been Mm -hmm. negotiating on the lease for our space. Mm-hmm. Thought the deal was dead multiple times, had to walk away from it. Um, and mm-hmm. then finally they came back and we were able to get the deal done. And so this is about, well, it's, it's Christmas. Our construction started the day after Christmas okay. 2019. Okay. Um, and so then the timing. four yep. months later, wow. not yeah. even like really three months later, yeah, we finally get our final permit, the certificate of occupancy, mm-hmm. walkthrough. I sent a memo out to all my staff. Okay, we're going live. We, we're ready to go. 20 minutes later, my food rep calls me and says, did, did you hear about the governor's order? <laughs> well, it's a, we're, we're shutting down. <laughs> so was that, when was that, February or March? Or... So that was March. Okay, yes. yeah. I think March 17th, they announced uh, the shutdown. And so we uh, we opened on the 19th. Okay. I think it, they announced it the 17th. It went into effect on the 18th, and we opened on the 19th. It was like it was quick. 24 hours wow. after everything. The stay, uh, stay home order yeah. is what I should call it. Yeah. 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 What was going through your mind at that moment? <sighs> I, I, there were some tears. Yeah. Sure, it was like, tough. yeah, Control, I had Control, alt, delete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> working so hard. I mean... You have all the emotions of like, am I going to bring financial ruin on my family? Like, what am I doing? This is yeah. really expensive to start. Um, you know, some people already you're you feel a little crazy. You feel, mm-hmm. I mean, entrepreneurs are crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I've come to a place of embracing that. Whereas yeah. the time I was trying to defend it, like I'm not crazy. I know we're going to do this. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, I'm crazy, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you got to be crazy to be you good at what do. you do. Yeah, honestly, it, you do. So so yeah, I think it was definitely disappointing. We went to uh, the the day we opened the Som family, the mm-hmm. large group of independently owned restaurants locally. They had um, <clears throat> kind of a, they invited a restaurant tours locally to get together and and just kind of brainstorm and mm-hmm. chat about what like what we were going to do. I think a lot of them in the room had just laid off. I, I forget how many people that Psalms had to, to lay off, but they had just, you know, had to lay off a, a bunch of staff. And mm-hmm. so it was really heavy. But I think Ed Psalm just taking the approach of like, you know, we're going to we're gonna be there for our customers. We're going to figure out how to do dinner to go dinners. And mm-hmm. people are going to come through and they're going to buy lunch sandwiches. And then we're going to have platters of lasagna for them to take home and reheat that night. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And that was so inspiring. That was a turning point for me with the pandemic of, of like, okay, we got through day one. We're drive through exclusively. Here we are. Um, but, like, it, it just turned from, like, just being petrified and paralyzed to like, mm-hmm. okay, so so what are we going to do? And, yeah. oh, there's a toilet paper shortage. I can get toilet paper from my distributor, so we're going to give out free rolls of toilet paper with cold brew. Nice. <laughs> what a combo. That. Great marketing. It's a winning Great combo. Marketing. Right yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Never got, we never got comfortable. It yeah. was innovate, be creative, and um, try to have a sense of humor from, yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. Buy one, get one roll. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the drive through obviously that's nice that you have that. Was that... I mean, when you were looking for a building for your coffee shop, was that like part of what you wanted in the coffee shop as a drive-through? Always in the plan? Yes, uh, pretty early on. Yeah, uh-huh. I in my research, 
It's it's hard for local coffee shops. I mean, you have like this five dollar price point that you're kind of working with. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, most retailers, they're you know, their average sale is. 25 50 bucks i mean but you're five dollars a person if you can get a hundred people in the door i mean it's hard to be scrappy yeah Yeah. um so i I just didn't want to limit any you know i went and sat at the location i counted cars we we had data that there was 38,000 vehicles per day past our location. Oh, wow. I think that dried up overnight as soon as we opened, but (laughs) I had done my homework. Yeah, And so, yeah, so we needed, it's kind of a commuter location a little bit. People going from, you know, 37 over to Carmel, vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we needed needed the drive-through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I wanted the convenience for parents, too. I'm really motivated by the the family dynamic that I have with young kids. It's mm-hmm. like I needed a children's play space. I needed I needed a drive through so I don't have to mm-hmm. deal with the car seats all the time. So. Yeah. And and how how did that work like with the so the stay at home order happened like were other coffee shops like could people still go get coffee like to go or the way that I approached it was uh, you know we sold food and and uh-huh. once I understood something that the Psalms shared was I think a statistic I think 50% of, of consumers rely on restaurants uh, for food mm-hmm. only 50% from the grocery stores mm-hmm. okay and so knowing that we were headed in a direction where the grocery stores might not keep up mm-hmm. knowing that restaurants needed to stay open for food so it was like hey I, I was interested in some cleaner eating options I wanted the convenience of fast food for mm-hmm. parents but I didn't want to eat the fast food all the time so right chicken salads and veggie you know we did like a little charcuterie cup with raw vegetables and olives and mm-hmm. um some salami and things like that um so uh we had kind of designed this whole food menu but um that like our fresh salads and everything we just weren't able to keep up but we we did what we could and so because we had the food menu yeah people still came through and bought coffee too mm-hmm. um but i feel like you know clear conscience i i felt like it was important for us to stay open with the food mm-hmm. yeah definitely and then with the pandemic were there any parts of your business that you had to expedite because of the, the situation, like, oh, we weren't going to implement this plan for another year or two. Anything that had to be moved up to accommodate that scenario. Yes. Uh, well, the first thing that just comes to mind is creating any form of a bottled drink. Mm-hmm. I did kind of fall back on my knowledge of um, different ways to process a drink if you're, if you're doing a ready-to-drink um, bottle, if you're, if you're heating it, if you're um, using some preservatives. Um, so we really quickly uh, did that because we were participating in a Feed the Front Lines program with Carmel and we okay, were cool. taking items over to the healthcare workers and at some point they weren't comfortable accepting growlers and bulk yeah. beverage dispensers mm-hmm. and so really um, doing that first bottled drink it was just like very manual you know I was mm-hmm. on Vistaprint getting like a label and putting it on there myself awesome, and right? on Amazon just trying to get some 16 ounce clear bottles in and doing all that so yeah yeah that's, that's such a awesome like story of going like your initial idea and going to that I, I'm sure it was nice being able to brainstorm with other people in the industry like what you're talking about like Sounds like the biggest things you took from them was being there for your customers, obviously mm-hmm. the, the food aspect. I'm curious, the uh, the initial 
course that you did, you said it was like seventy dollars. What what an ROI, by the way. Yeah. Um, right? Is there anything like can, can you like? I don't can, think he's charging enough. Yeah. Can you like uh, like reflect back on that? Is there anything that you took from that course specifically that you've been able to apply to your business at at any point or anything that yeah, sticks out? I think it was just the very beginning of. Um, you know, I think you just really have to change how you think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no rules, there's no blueprint when you're paving the way. Mm-hmm. And so you're just kind of blazing this trail, and it's all coming from your own dreams and creative thinking. And so I think that was the beginning of, uh, of that process for me. I um, even just, we, we hired a lease negotiator uh, through that, that course. He okay. had done one of the interviews. And it was very helpful to, um, you know, I wanted someone who was incentivized to do the best for me. And mm-hmm. I felt like if I did pay a commercial real estate agent, um, I mean, they are kind of incentivized to just when they when the job gets done, you know, mm-hmm. when they when they make the sale, then they right. get paid. Versus if I'm paying somebody out of my own pocket, it has nothing to do with when we close the deal. Yeah. And um, that was super, you know, I was like kind of just running the numbers like, well, if he can negotiate 10 cents a square foot better than I can, like (laughs) I don't pay for it. So, so, so I worked with him. I did hire also the designer from that, um, that series, that course, they have designed over 1200 at the time, over 1200 coffee shops. Yeah. And it's like, same thing, you know, if, if they can save me from from one barista having to take five steps and then it becomes a role that I have to fill with two people versus someone that one person can do if it's properly designed and laid out. Mm-hmm. You know, my labor costs, you know, for years are going to definitely, I mean, just over and over again pay for itself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So th- that was that was very helpful in, in the very beginning. I mean, I was not the expert in the room by any any sense of the <laughs> word. <laughs> so surrounding myself with the experts was critical for me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. And you, you kind of, you mentioned it just now, the, the design of the coffee shop. I mean, obviously, I've already, on, in this interview, talked about how much I like it. But what was your approach with that? Like, what did you want? What did you want people to feel when they come into your coffee shop? Great question. Um, sometimes I go into a home, and it's so beautiful. And so, I mean, the design is so polished and curated Mm -hmm. but it's like I it almost doesn't feel homey to me so Mm -hmm. I did want it to feel cozy but I wanted it to be bright colors and and so much natural light um Mm -hmm. I think California is back on like all the colors again and we've been kind of in this like farmhouse uh white shiplap and black accents for a little while (laughs) so I was like I don't really want the farmhouse look I want Mm -hmm. I want lots of color I want some patterns and um Initially, my dream was to put in the the forty thousand dollar indoor playscape, Chick Fil A style. You know mm-hmm. that that parents could have place for the kids to run around, and they could yeah. still have a, a meeting, get an email sent, do a little work. Um, but uh, that kind of got it was part of the budget cut. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're successful and we expand, that yeah. might still happen. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I what I also like about it is the. Uh, just the different seating options like you can get like a best of both worlds like there's obviously like a standard like table with like standard chair like like a lunch table or something and then you have like the booth that you could sit at but you can also sit on like a stool to like overlook outside but then you also have that private room which i don't know if that's reserved for customers as well i've used it before but um yeah so you can kind of get everything that you would want out of like a working session if you're going there for work or if you're just going there to socialize it's got that's, pretty much everything that's nice to hear you pick that out i've never had someone relay yeah. that back to me but it was initially part of 
Um, yeah, needing them, you know, you need some, if, if I'm actually just sitting working at my laptop in a focused way, I don't mind just sitting on a wooden chair. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't necessarily want a full room of people camped out on their laptops. Right, sure. right, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so mixing kind of the upholstered furniture with the, with the other chairs with, and, and I had a friend very early on, she's like, I pick my coffee shops based on where I can stand. I really like to stand to uh-huh. work. Okay. Uh, I've also oh, yeah. adopted that, mm-hmm. that now as mm-hmm. a habit. Um, um, but yeah, having a standing height bar to, to be able to do that. And then like the whole, it's just marketing of like people going by and seeing, seeing people right against that window working, having mm-hmm. their, having their coffee while yeah. it's snowing or raining outside or whatever. People like to be able to see inside people enjoying the space. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And you said you had a new flavor coming out. I do. I'm very, we have with the holidays are fun. It's busy. Um, <clears throat> Our food trucks, we're, you know, we're doing some really cool events with, uh, you know, Santa and reindeer and all the hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the cafe, uh, November 27th, we're having a big party. So Ooh, that's okay. the day we're going to launch our winter dreams. Oh, nice. Officially. Nice. Mark it on the calendar. Yes, please. <laughs> um, let's see. 10 to noon unless, he, uh, well, you probably, you probably don't care about your hot cocoa with Santa, so... Yeah, I have a niece and nephew I can bring. (laughs) It it depends how much Santa's going to hook me up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's in it for me. Then we'll talk, yeah. (laughs) But we do have a a photographer and uh, Santa, and so you can do the Santa special. It's... um, it's your photo with Santa with hot cocoa and a muffin for the kids. Nice. The adults get free mimosas. Okay. Um, it'll be uh, cranberry. Parents mimosas. are pulling their kids there, not That's the right. other way around. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta get both. <laughs> and um, yeah, so what are drinks? We are launching um, for the first time ever. We're doing a Buckeye latte. Shout out to my barista Josh. It was his idea, and so it's peanut butter chocolate. It's decadent and indulgent, and it's. So delicious. That sounds really awesome. Yeah, because really I'm a good. peanut butter fiend. Are you? So that yeah, it's it's You're really bad. You're getting your protein. Yep. Good fats. <laughs> good fats. So basically, coffee yeah. covers all my nutrients. Oh, now. it's a health yeah. food. Starting yeah, November 27th, it's it's top of the food pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and the fact that I mean, you you have a team that brings ideas to the table like that, and and. I mean, is that something that's important to you to establish a culture like that where Absolutely. I just was reading an entrepreneur magazine about intrapreneurship as a term and I hadn't heard that before and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I want I want the entrepreneurial spirit to be alive and well even within in my own business and I I part of my onboarding speech to all of our hires is like, Hey, there's gonna be better ways to do things that you're gonna realize and I don't. Like I need mm-hmm. you to please tell me. I want I yeah. want you to, to think that way and so it used to be, it used to be, yeah, I designed the whole menu and, um, and I really enjoy that part of it, but I also enjoy what I've stepped away to do with my marketing and strategy. So yeah. handing that off and, and seeing our baristas have fun with it is very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I was like the quality of coffee, that's a big part of successful coffee shop, but I feel like it only goes as far as like how good the people are and like how... Like, and you can't innovate as a business if you don't let the people in your business innovate. So, yeah, that's awesome to hear that, that you allow them to do that. So, Yeah, scrolling your feed, I think there's so many nuggets and buzzwords that we all hear, and especially in the vein of entrepreneurship. Um, I remember one, one quote you guys have on your feed is about the consistency, you know. Yep. So, um, 
sometimes consistency is the only difference and that makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you're living it the day to day, you're not really thinking about these buzzwords. Like yeah. you're, you're kind yeah, of like, yeah, you just do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you don't really know how it's going to turn out. Yep. Right. And so I think, um, yeah, I think that is often, yeah, that's often how it goes. Um, but I do think it's, it's, it's rewarding to, to see when I look back, I can see, I can mm -hmm. see where we've come from. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any, like, as you, as you built your team, is there any like characteristics you look out from your, for, for future team members or like what, what types of people do you want to work for you just in general? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we started out hiring for personality uh -huh. um, and, and I had, I had been given that advice and I think that was very good advice. At some point though, I didn't have enough experience as the coffee expert. And so I realized I, I really do need some people who have been shift managers who have worked in food service, who mm -hmm. know something about coffee. Um, I knew, I knew about coffee, but just the, the workflow of what order do you grab your portafilter and start pulling your shot and just like really trying to work out those kinks so that we could be efficient, but still have good quality. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I kind of pivoted and then I started hiring for experience good. and then, uh, honestly now back we're, we're back to hiring exclusively for personality. I'm like, okay. I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, I can train, I can train on coffee. I can train on food service. Um, but I, I want someone, you know, part of our mission to bring delight to people, be uplifting and inspiring. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there, there are times where we just kind of put aside what we have going on in our, in our personal lives and we're there to, to be inspiring and, yeah. and bring delight to people's days. And with the pandemic, uh, someone coined the term we were talking about, it's barista therapy. Of, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like that bartender, uh, but it's, it's your, with your barista, your conversation, and, and it really can change your day, just having oh, yeah. a, a good dialogue. So on a scale of one to 10, how's your day going? Oh, it's a seven. Yeah. Well, what's gonna make it a nine? Yeah, and, and, meaningful and questions. Helping people, yeah, get there themselves and, and having fun. So. Yeah, need a TV show like Cheers only in a coffee shop. Exactly. You know, exactly. Just sliding them down. I guess Friends was kind of in the in the shop, but yeah, yeah, yeah. more the coffee yeah. component. Yeah. Start telling baristas all your problems. Like, oh, my boss is on my ass this week. I need a double shot of espresso yeah. today, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, Rachel, with with people creating new drinks, I know you said your barista Josh came up with this new uh, flavor. Is there any incentive for them to design new things, whether that's stuff in the shop, maybe that's a drink, or do they just kind of like mixing and matching different things, doing it on their own time? Yeah. I've experimented with some different things. At one point, I was reading Barbara Corcoran's book. Of course, I love okay. me some Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. We're a big fans. She's uh, definition of a shark. So I, I tried to cash, like, hey, you come to me with an idea. Here's a $5 bill. Go grab it out of the register. Here's five bucks. Okay. Here's five bucks. We tried that. Uh, not, not a lot of people were seen really that interested. And so, really? um, I'd be like, let's talk royalties. Yeah. <laughs> I made this drink. I'll take five cents a cup. Hopefully Josh isn't listening to this. Like, Hey Rachel, you know what? This guy's got an idea here. I... We'll cut that part out. I don't, right, right, right. I, don't think, I don't think my staff need to hear that much. <laughs> no, no. We, no, I, I read about another company doing something really extravagant and, um, they were gifting, 
I think a really cool bicycle, maybe this is two different ones. One of them was sending them to the Netherlands for a really cool trip if they had been with the company for a certain time. Nice. Uh, Another company was gifting this, this great bicycle. Um, so we recently just launched a pour over kit that, uh, has been so much fun. And so any of our baristas who stay with us for a year, um, they get a pour over kit. It's like a $300 kit um, that we gift to them at the one year mark. So it's kind of a mix of, um, yeah, well, we're getting ready to do a, a real challenge. So any of our staff, when they're, when their bar is fully restocked and we don't have a customer for a moment, they have a quick lull and they want to put together a reel and put, put some oh, social like media content. Oh, like on Instagram content. and stuff? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll have a little contest and whoever wins gets 40 bucks. And um, so we'll do, we, we do, we do bonuses. Sometimes we'll get a last minute mobile espresso bar booking. Mm. And uh, so we'll, we'll tell people, hey, it's extra 50 bucks if you'll take this shift. <clears throat> um, so we do, we try, we try really hard to make sure that they enjoy working there. We give them uh, lunch items. We give them unlimited free drinks. We let them give out two drinks a week for free to, you know, if their oh, nice. sibling comes through, <laughs> or friend, whoever. Um, we do try to do a lot of perks and some incentives. And then, yeah, we, we hope that they enjoy working there and want to stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the free drink drinks that that's why I can't work at a coffee shop. I'd be like, I don't know if. Kramer from Seinfeld when he has all the cafe lattes and he's talking a hundred miles an hour like that'd be me. <laughs> that, would, like, that, that would yeah, that would be me too. Like I'd free drinks, you're telling me free coffee for what four, be, six, seven yeah, hour shifts? No yeah. way! I don't last it a week. <laughs> I have dependency in three days. That happens. That's um, hilarious. And Rachel, you said that. Uh, if if the coffee shop didn't work, I'm going to back up a little yeah. bit. If that didn't work, you were likely going to roll it up, try something else. Yeah. Was a coffee shop plan A in the journey of yes. building a business? Yes. And then what were, it's kind of a two-part question, what were the other backups, I guess? Because sometimes we hear stories of, well, I thought about starting this, but then this kind of happens. Like, I'm interested in what was kind of put on hold for the sake of what you're growing now. It's like um, a black hole in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Notes in the phone. How much time we got here? (laughs) No, it's uh, it's nothing. It's I did not have a plan B. I just knew there was gonna need to be a plan B. (laughs) There was not one in existence. No. Yeah. Well, that's sometimes the best plan A. Yeah. Like you hear that when there's when there's a crutch, people will lean on it. So it's like there's no other option. This is it. So. My best friend was like, you, you will succeed. Like it's failure is not an option. Yeah. You're going to succeed. And just having her tell me that it kind <clears> of <throat> was like a little punch to the gut of like, she's right. I mean, I want that so badly, but I hadn't mentally gotten there of like, mm. I, I won't fail. I will succeed. And if I am not succeeding by whatever definition, I, like it's because I haven't tried long enough mm. and, and I'm just going to keep trying and eventually I will succeed. Mm-hmm. It's good perspective because I think sometimes people, they get hit in the face once or twice. It's like, all right, I tried it. Like, oh my gosh. I tried. Um, like, well, how, did you really try? Like, did you dig in the trench a little harder? You know, did you get beat up a little more? Because entrepreneurship, people see what Lamborghinis oh and private gosh. jets. Yeah. And that's why I love your story is, you know, three months before a pandemic, like of a coffee shop. Yeah. One of the most in-person, like crowded places that we yes. have. Yes. And you had to go to drive through it's like people that don't build and create stuff don't know that. Yeah, I did not. I, if 
I, the biggest piece of advice if I could go back and give myself, I didn't expose myself or I didn't have people in my network that were that were entrepreneurs and I I just really didn't have like a close relationship with anyone that I could kind of talk about the emotional roller coaster that I was setting myself on. So initially trying to get funding, I mean it was like the most <laughs> just like demoralizing, demeaning process yeah. like to me it was you know you're getting you're buying a house and you're applying for your mortgage and it's like give me this financial statement give me that but you're applying for business funding it's like oh um tell me about your marriage because statistically we know if you get divorced during this process your business is less likely to succeed how's your marriage going it's like yeah. i'm sorry i don't think this was my therapist like <laughs> is, I, is this the right loan office <laughs> yeah it's like no questions off the table yeah. I, I that i was totally not prepared for that huh. i mean so i mean yeah i mean just go through one day and sure. you'll like 10 times be like I'm at a dead end. I can't get past this. Yeah, <laughs> and then right. you live another day and you just keep trying from a different angle and eventually you get through. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, stubborn part of, of business. Yeah, my parents, they definitely experienced the stubborn trial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, works for me now. Yeah, I'm as stubborn as they come on certain things. I, I like to say it's healthy, like whether it's like exercise or something, yeah. you know, learning audio equipment. And it's like the internet doesn't have the answer I'm looking for. Yes, it does. Just ask a different way. And people are like, man, you're stubborn. I'm like, yeah, but like in a good way, right? Yeah, I think. very persistent. Yeah. Yeah. I've like, also heard, go ahead, sorry. Did I, well, I was going to say, yeah, like our consistency talk. Yes. Because we've talked to this guy, Ryan Mickler. He's got a great show going. He's got, he's building this empire. And he told us, he's like, I'm not good enough to not be consistent. Mm. It's like, I'm not, we're not pro athletes yeah. with some big audience already. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, if we miss a week, people are still mm -hmm. coming back. It's like, no, if, if we miss, people fall off. Mm -hmm. So like, if we're not consistent, we're not that good mm -hmm. to get past mm -hmm. it if, if we don't so do true. that. Yeah. I think also when you were saying um, stubborn, you know, I, Maybe it's a euphemism, but I've been accused many times in my life of being impulsive. Uh, but then my my same best friend, she also told me like, that's actually um, that's actually a skill. You're very decisive, and that is a skill to be able like you're just making a million decisions every day. Oh, good spin, and, yeah. And you have to, and so um, like you have to make a call and move on. And so yeah, to some people that's impulsive. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to embrace that. I'm actually just like really skilled decision maker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm confused with you. It's hard for people to remove the emotion from every little thing sometimes. Like, all right, this just has to get done. Do this. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a good spin. I, I forgot what book I read where they talked about how to become a better decision maker. Mm. And one of the things was just start with, if you're going out with a group of friends, if someone says, hey, who wants to order the Uber? crickets just be the person hey i got i got all yeah. the way there yeah and just start with small decisions i love it because we've talked before how entrepreneurship you're just you're a professional decision maker totally and firefighter like that's all you're yes. doing making decisions putting out fires like what's the next thing that's wrong that i need to fix and juggling between the two is hard for me like I, it's like yeah when i'm trying to launch a new yeah new marketing strategy of some kind whatever i'm trying to really um you're constantly having to work to just weed out all the distractions. I yep. mean, just be like relentlessly focused. And then all of a sudden there's a fire that needs to be put out. 
And you have to go like fix your espresso machine because there's no <laughs> coffees being made right now. And that's not going to pay for you to launch your marketing strategy. Right, so. yeah. I'm not getting my free coffee as a barista if the espresso <laughs> machine is dead. <laughs> so, yeah, juggling those, that, that's hard to make that leap sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And you uh, you just kind of touched on the marketing strategy. and We've we've touched it a little bit so far. But what is, what's your coffee shop kind of doing differently um, or like some of the exciting marketing initiatives that you guys have got going on? Because obviously, I mean, there will be coffee shops that will maybe like post a drink once in a while, but I feel like you guys take it a step further, not only on social media, but like other areas. What Can you speak more on like what your marketing strategy has been and I guess some of the unique things you've been doing? Yes, uh, from the start, my marketing strategy was very much community focused. Mm-hmm. Um, we were even saying like, oh yeah, wouldn't it be fun to like clear out the tables and chairs and have families bring their kids with their sleeping bags. We'll spread them out on the floor. <laughs> we'll pop popcorn and have like family movie nights and you know euchre tournaments and and Ooh, these I'm things. <laughs> and and then with the pandemic, yeah, right. all that went out the window. Um, but we're getting back to it. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm just always trying to come up. With, I took my kids to Great Wolf Lodge for the first time. Nice. And, and like, oh, they have a Build-A-Bear inside Great Wolf Lodge. That's smart. And I come back, I'm like, oh, I can find online some like <laughs> DIY, make your own stuffed animals. And so we ordered those in and we had this whole like stuffed animal event at the cafe. It was a big hit. We sold That's out. Um, and then trying to put, you know, we did some latte art classes and those sold out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just like getting in the mindset. People, people want experiences. I want experiences. And mm-hmm. so, you know, how else can we... We can teach people about coffee. We can do these these events and 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 have those fun outings for families. So uh, I think a lot of it's born out of that. Um, mm-hmm. My my business mentor Bridget, she's so amazing, very inspiring, and she's constantly spinning up ideas. So yeah, she and I brainstorm together. Awesome, that's great. And you, you guys have a, a food truck still, right? Or like we a have, coffee truck? We have four mobile four. espresso bars. Okay, we do. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, my sister said you guys were at her church serving oh, coffee cool. or something at, at some point. What but, church is that? Um, I'm trying to think. It's right off of <clears throat> Hazeldale, and mm-hmm. it's, it's the oh, big one. It's like, is it Venture? Um, Maybe. Or wait, no. She's at White White River. Oh, White River. That's what yes, it is. Yes, Sorry. yes, yes. Yep. I think we Thinking had our cart there. Yeah, yeah. So we have the espresso cart that can go inside. Then we have that blue trailer. It's our largest mm-hmm. capacity option. Yeah. Our our white trailer, uh, it's a horse trailer that's converted. It's mm-hmm. super charming, painted white. It's beautiful. And so we built that one out with weddings intentionally in mind. Um, and then we also just recently launched a van, which I felt, I mean, I... I'm a very emotional person, so I get I, I fall I fell in love with the van all yeah. over again. It's yeah. like uh, I just want to like forget everything else I'm doing. I just want to like <laughs> ride around in this van and and make coffee for people. This is the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's fun. I mean, it's fun just to be able to the, the trailers logistically towing the trailers is a little harder, but mm-hmm. just being able to hop in the van and like drive to a neighborhood, flip open your service window, be like. All right, what can I make you? That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. That's that's awesome. Do you ever go back to your initial roots and go to farmers markets? We do. Nice. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we've done the Fisher's Farmers Market now the last okay. two years, and we were at Noblesville before. Um, I don't know if we'll expand beyond that. We have tried to not 
necessarily chase every dollar. I, I know there's a lot of food truckers that that is their business model to just go to as many events as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we try to stay close. We try to do the events that are going to let people know about our cafe. Um, I like to build a, a relationship with the wedding venues in the area. And um, so we have some corporations that have hired us back multiple times with the schools. We do. We have an awesome school program where they the parents actually can... Um, Venmo, our Rose and Lois account to buy coffee for their kids' teachers. Uh, and then That's if cool. we if we bring in more than the minimum dollar amount we quoted the school, then we give the excess back to them as a fundraiser. Wow. Wow. So it's like really it awesome. doesn't eat into their PTO budget. The parents are like, as a parent myself, it's like when I have to go in and look at a wish list and make a purchase for a classroom or like if there's any extra steps, it's just hard to get it done. Right. Uh-huh. But like all they have to do is open their phone and just Venmo the money. Yeah, what teacher's then, not going to take yeah. another cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah, they love it. The teachers love it. I mean, it's great for the school. So, yeah. That's great. What are some of the, I guess, best events for you guys that you tend to see, the whether it's better turnout, uh, better you know, money-wise, what are some of the better events for you? Yes, um, we, we have been doing this long enough. We are primarily doing private events at this point. Okay. We do still do, we just recently did the Midwest Market, um, Midwest Marketplace. Um, that was a new event. It was kind of uh, a spinoff of, of, we had done Holiday Mart in the past, and then some of the people from Holiday Mart launched that event this year. So there's definitely some really fun um Fairs, the Indie Mommy Market—they do an amazing job putting that event on, and we did we did great there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some some of the other local markets, the farmers markets, um, we definitely enjoy doing those events. It's pretty much, I would say, as far as public events, it's pretty much that at this point. And then um, we have HOAs that hire us to do neighborhood events. Okay. Um, for private events, because we have a liquor license at our cafe, we do have a catering extension for our mobile espresso bars where we can serve alcohol so um for like graduation parties you know we were doing some we we did the shaved ice we did like some boozy shaved ice and (laughs) so we we do fun stuff like that so i'd like to come up with a whole uh, mocktail recipe and do some proms um yeah so there's a lot of a lot of and that's something I fell in love with early on is in beverages. You can you can innovate very quickly and easily with beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like once you have you have the coffee category, you have the alcohol category, you have okay, so we'll throw in some shaved ice. You have all these different, and then kind of doing some R and D, little mm-hmm. research and development, and coming yeah. up with some new stuff is fun. That's yeah. awesome. And going off that, like I know you kind of hit it on it there, but is there anything from like your background as a food scientist that's allowed you to be successful within this is it, or would you say that's probably the biggest thing i think it was very helpful to also have an understanding of food safety and right. um just because we do so much mobile um the health department didn't really have a standard for someone doing coffee in the capacity that we were mm-hmm. and so um so yeah really knowing the guidelines and being able to advocate for ourselves and um I think I would have a lot less confidence as a restaurant operator if I didn't have a background in food. That's that's definitely been helpful because I kind of already know yeah, sure. uh, the critical control points to look out for. Yeah. Okay. Are there any other um, niches, industries, spaces that you you guys are trying to get into that maybe you haven't? Um, like, for example, say health and fitness, like mm-hmm. a bodybuilding show or any other like stuff. 
uh, events that are attractive to you where you think you could do well that you're working towards right now? Great question. Weddings for a little bit were elusive. Um, I think getting our name out there for the weddings, um, getting, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think of if I were planning my wedding to book a coffee bar service because right. a lot of venues, I mean, they can certainly hook you up with some coffee. Um, but what we do in a specialty way uh, and offering like a custom curated drink, if you and you and your partner met over um over a banana split and then like okay let's make a banana split latte you know like let's incorporate your story and your drink and bring a whole experience there um kind of just getting the word out there that we offer that Mm -hmm. was um that was kind of my hurdle for this year okay so that's a good question for next year another item that i'd been working on was uh have have both of you guys been to the caramel chris kennel marked no okay it's launching this saturday what is it called the Christ Kindle marked. Okay. The Germans have the Christ Kent. Okay, I got Christ you. Child is uh, directly translated, but she's kind of more like an angel. She's she's a woman, and um, so it's it's the traditional German Christmas market, holiday market, and I had been uh, really wanting to get in there for a couple years, and so um, they had to cancel with COVID last year, but we're we're there this year in a hut, nice. and that's kind of our kind of our second. It's almost like launching a second brick and mortar. It's just great. only gonna be open for about forty days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice. So okay, good. Um, Besides, I mean, obviously you got that. Is there anything like else that you're trying to accomplish, or like anything? I mean, I guess what what's next for for Rose and Lois? Kind of looking from the from the long term. You don't have to get too specific. Yeah. You don't want to. Just anything that's on on your mind, like into the distant future that you wanna wanna get done. It's exciting to be at the point that I have had some people um, coming to me instead of me kind of like, oh, I'm trying to get funding, you know, like you're, yeah. you're always the one on yeah. the on the offense initially. Mm-hmm. And, and now there's some people reaching out to me to talk about putting in a Rose and Lois at this development plaza or to put, mm. to put a Rose and Lois in this public space or inside of another restaurant. Um, so I, I always am excited to pursue pursue those ideas and see if it's a good fit and yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's that going on. We're we're wanting to launch some more um, coffee experience classes. Oh, cool. So um, working on working on that. Um, have you guys been to Alchemy in Zionsville? I've not. Okay. No, no. I guys, I'm going to make you a list for your next yes. three weekends. Okay, all right. Yeah. This is what you're going to do. I'm always looking to do more Mom, things. the reason okay. I couldn't come home for Thanksgiving. Now, hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Back to reality. I forgot Thanksgiving is that soon. No, but Alchemy is definitely worth your, your while. Okay. Um, really, really interesting guy that started it. He was out in Hawaii making... Uh, rum for I think the Guns N' Roses guy. I forget his name. Okay. Um, like the singer or guitarist? Yeah, like sorry. for Slash? You would guy probably who know who this person is. I wish I did. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, he's he's got like four patents. Brilliant, brilliant guy. And um, so he distilled. He has, I think it's a very unique permit. Maybe one of only two in the U.S., I think he said, to ferment, distill, bottle and have a tasting room all in one location. 
So wow. you can go and do this tour and wow. um, see how he distills uh, his vodka, his liquors. And um, so anyway, he said, bring some coffee beans over and we'll do a coffee liquor liqueur and we'll distill it together. And oh, cool. so, uh, so yeah, I mean, that'd be super fun to, to look at. Yeah, and that's awesome. We'll see how it goes. Sweet. So they do cocktails at Alchemy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I've, Got my had, attention. I've had a coffee, like, uh, what was it? I was at a wedding a month or two ago, and we went to brunch, and it was coffee and tequila breakfast nice. drink. And I, I, like, I, I don't mind tequila. Like, I like good tequilas. I like good coffee. But I'm like, eh, yeah. mixing these two. Yeah. I was very surprised. Okay. It worked out really well. Well, now I need to leave here and go for yeah. place yeah, at noon right, yet. Right. I'm going to go out to take yeah. some coffee and tequila. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I, I love those types of drinks too because like when I, especially when I golf like on an early morning on a Saturday, it's mm-hmm. nice having the coffee and alcohol to start the round. Yeah, so, you want some yeah. little extra buzz That's too. You. Yeah, oh okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. people people think I'm psychotic for putting, I put, I take co- <laughs> like black coffee and I'll put fireball into it mm. people See, think I that's just weird like but fireball yeah it's too syrupy but for me. i i yeah. want i do want to like expand to new horizons and try yeah. different things but yeah. yeah dude bailey's and coffee it's getting cold yeah i've done that before yeah. too well, like Irish in the winter yeah. 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 yeah yeah so yeah so rachel i'm all about like ingredients and yeah. stuff like that uh so i'm curious um with your coffee beans, mm-hmm. where they're sourced, mm-hmm. the process that goes into it, organic, all, all that um, good stuff. Because I know there's a lot of coffees, but yeah. there's also a lot of poorly, poor quality coffees. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's kind of that side of, of your business look like? Yes. I know that kind of my brain went down. Like, I want to talk to you about CBD in coffee. Have you ever done collagen in your coffee? I mean, there's yep. all these other things yep. too. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you talk about CBD and coffee. We'll, we'll get into yeah, it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Producing another show revolved around traumatic brain injury and cannabis. Wow. And one guy has a CBD energy drink. One of his partners has coffee from Colombia. So we're thinking about trying to nice. marry cannabis and, and coffee a little bit. Yes. Too, yeah. Have you been? There's a CBD coffee place, uh, 96th Street by 96th and 37 by Meyer over there. I haven't been there. No. Okay, I I need to get in there. But um, back to your original question, local roasters. I've worked with Blue Mind Roasting out of Broad Ripple since really early on. They're a mom and pop uh, place. They built a roaster in their backyard, and their their coffee is amazing. So great people. We also work with Darkside Roasters out of Cicero, and they roast darker than, than Blue Mind roasts. Blue Mind's kind of unique in that they don't even roast to second crack. So when you're roasting the coffee, it's drying out and you're heating it, there's like an audible first crack mm. and second crack. So they pull it before second crack, which is which is unique. And then Darkside, for some of our darker roasts, we, we love working with them. Um, and they, they do the light stuff too. Uh, and they've become good friends as well. We we met them at a farmer's market. And then um, Julian Coffee out of Zionsville, you may have seen. They have contracts with, I think it's Costco and Sam's. Um, but their their mission is amazing. They, uh, they won America's Best Cold Brew at Coffee Fest. Wow. And that is what uh, we were drinking this morning. So... It's hitting um, the spot, by the yeah, way. This is good, really, good, really good, awesome. good, good. Yeah, yeah. They, good, good energy. They know what in this they're interview. doing. So we we exclusively work with them uh, for all of our uh, all of our cold brew. Very nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And 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 part two to piggyback off that, um, 
I think all three roasters have direct relationships with farmers okay. at this point. So those family, uh, I know there's like a family in Costa Rica, I think that Blue Mind, you know, their kids are involved in their business with, with growing coffee and Blue Mind, their kids are involved here with their, with their business as well. And so it's like really two families working together and um, sustainably sourced coffee. Mm. So. Mm -hmm. And with coffee, how does it work with flavors, aromas? Like earlier we were talking before the show, I said like Panera's hazelnut coffee is one of my favorites. Um, you know, the, the terpenes in, in coffee, how do you create those different scents uh, and flavor profiles, mm -hmm. I guess? Great question. A lot of what were... The, the coffees that we're working with, they're premium coffees, and the roasters are doing an excellent job. So uh, when you taste an Ethiopia Yerga Chef from Blue Mind, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm drinking a blueberry coffee. I mean, it, it's mm. like someone put blueberry syrup in there. It's it's sweet, floral, it's, it's amazing. Um, and so I think I, that can be intimidating sometimes when you're just getting into coffee. It was intimidating for me. Um, but just like the more you drink coffee every day and you just try all the coffees, <laughs> um, your palate, yeah, you begin to pick up on those. I mean, just as you would get into wine or bourbon or okay. anything, um, uh, woody notes, earthy notes, some acidity in coffee. Sometimes people really enjoy that part of it. Um, sometimes some bitterness and just, um, think just comes with with tasting coffee more so and then when you get into like the flavored coffees there's a couple different ways to do that um julian has some awesome flavored coffees that they do um and i think they've gotten it to uh, there's there's some flavored coffees that are not as clean with ingredients um i know julian really specializes in doing some flavored coffees they they have some power beans that they they work with that um i think they don't have a lot of propylene glycol which is a lot of a lot of the time what goes into the flavors as a carrier okay mm -hmm. yeah good yeah because i'll see some and i'll be like oh that flavor looks really good oh, with artificial flavors i'm like nuts doesn't look really good anymore yeah on to the next one yeah and that is back to i mean you certainly could have the gamut of opinions on flavors um I think it's very cool from a scientific standpoint mm. when I worked for the flavor company. Uh, you could have a natural strawberry flavor, but it wouldn't have necessarily ever touched a strawberry, but it was still made out of, you know, maybe those same chemical compounds were actually being okay. pulled from huh. right a on. blueberry or something else. It was still all natural. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it necessarily um, touched a strawberry, but, um, but yeah, sure. I mean, I think natural flavors, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, it takes seven happy. years to become a flavorist. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think they're amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why whenever I go to like any coffee shop for the first time, I always like to get just the straight like black coffee or whatever the roasts are. Cause like that, that's like, I, I'm about, I'll get the specialty drinks here and there. I like getting those. I think they're mm -hmm. fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I like to like just t taste the coffee and like it's yeah. pure as well. I really, I think it really says a lot about the coffee shop. That's why I always, the Absolutely. very first drink I get is always Absolutely. That. Yeah. I, so you, you enjoy drip and I, I used to always just get drip and then I like progress into, I actually think I do a preferred Americano. Mm. And then like just recently now I'm like, I think I should just get a double shot of espresso. Yeah. <laughs> Try, the opportunities are endless. Like, yeah. Let's just cut to the chase. Give me a shot of espresso. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll go from there. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Uh, I was going to ask, so you said you're, you have your team. Um, is there anybody else, like, that you work with, like, side-by-side, side, like, leadership team standpoint, or any other people that you've had the opportunity to work with at, 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 within your business that um, that has been, like, a good impact on the business and anybody you've, mm-hmm. that you're working with? Good question. I definitely, my general manager is amazing, mm-hmm. and I, I really lean on her. Um, I think having, I really respect Starbucks for how efficient they are, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to learn from that efficiency. Yeah. I did work for, for Starbucks for a little while uh, while I was working on my own venture. Okay. <laughs> um, and I... But then also bringing in that um, really quality craft coffee component. Um, so so Nicole also, she has some Starbucks experience. And mm-hmm. so she, uh, just having her help with my vision of like, I think there's a place, obviously we offer pour over too, but there's a place of the come in and wait five minutes for your pour over single origin coffee that's amazing if you're really into coffee but most people aren't really into coffee (laughs) and so part of having customer service and just doing that efficiently to get people their drink quickly is important too yeah um so um so yeah she's great i've learned a lot from her um definitely a lot of yeah um jen with um warrior mix do you know warrior mix She's in. Uh, is that like the granola? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And she's crushed it. Some cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's amazing. So I think she's super inspiring, and I would love, love to learn more and more from her. Um, yeah, I think I I'm starting to yeah meet some other um, business owners further in their journey, and mm-hmm. and um, also uh, Cafe Baby, Jeannie Marugo. She she as far as a, a retail product as well she's doing some really cool things and i i want to start selling her her food at our at our shop um but her mission really like if you have a baby and you're going out to eat at a restaurant like you should be able to buy really wholesome baby food for your baby oh, like yeah. well, okay. we we don't offer that currently yeah um so she's she's gotten <clears throat> some contracts with some local grocers and um, so yeah, I think awesome. at learning, awesome. learning from other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. sounds like it's, it's been a good benefit for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has running a business, we haven't, uh, asked many business owners this and we're always thinking different questions. Like what, what can we get into? How has running a business, um, positively impacted other areas oh of, my of gosh. your life? I love that question. <laughs> and Hey, thanks, man. I've been working your, on this one. I've been holding that feed. in the vault. Yeah, it's like, oh, like I literally, I'm scrolling your Instagram feed and I'm like, yeah, I learned, I learned that about 18 months ago. Oh, yep, that was two years ago. I learned that yeah. six months ago. <laughs> it's just like all these little things. And then once you experience it, um, I had so greatly underestimated how much I would have to grow as a person. Mm. And it's like, work on yourself, work on yourself, work on yourself. I'm not really working on my business. Right. I'm learning leadership and time management and discipline and how to motivate people and how to how to care, how to serve people. Mm. I mean, it's like working on myself and then and then I can um, and then it can have an impact on my business. So, yes, I think uh, that, uh, that to me has been one of the most rewarding parts of my journey is um, just feeling like I've learned so much. 
So, yeah, I, um, as far as those, those tangible ways, uh, yeah, I said, I said some of them, but I think, um, just communication, even in relationships, like Mm -hmm. it flows out into my, you know, my marriage with my husband and, and my kids. I I think I'm a better parent. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's hard juggling both. It's hard doing it with young kids. But my same relentless, like, I have to protect my time and resources to um, weed out all the distractions. It's like that translates for me of, like, I also have really stringent boundaries around my time with my children. And um, being able to prioritize and and project management. Like, I need to get this load of laundry started because (laughs) (laughs) while I go do this other thing, that can be going. Like... (laughs) So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Tim, anything else before we kind of... I think I went through question? I think I went through what I want to ask. I think I'm good on my Okay. Uh, Rachel, any other points, topics, advice you want to cover? We always have a, a common last question we ask all our guests, but I want to make sure we cover everything you want to get into. So anything else uh, you want to hit on before we kind of wrap up a little bit? Now my brain's already on the last question. <laughs> I've been there's no pressure. Like, pressure. But there's no say. pressure. No, I know. I know what it is. I know it's coming. <laughs> She's done too much homework. No pressure. We need like a cycle of three last questions so people don't know what they're getting. Keep me guessing. No, it's good. That's yeah. your signature. Russian roulette style. <laughs> well, now I am nervous. <laughs> um... No, I think that I, I mean, yes, my mission statement for my business that just flowing out of like, I, I want to be the friend in the room to any other entrepreneurs that are sooner in their journey than I am. I want, I want people to go for it. I think, um, once you go for it in one area and you're all in, I, and I love Brene Brown talks about that. Teddy Roosevelt quote about being in the arena and your face is marred with blood and sweat and tears Um, and how she does corporate business coaching for people that sometimes respond with like, yeah, I'm going to go in the arena even though I know I might fail. And she's like, no, you don't get it. Like, it's not that you might fail. It's that you will fail. Like if you're in the arena, you will fail. And once, (laughs) once you start failing, once you start trying things that you've never done before that you do have that imposter syndrome because you're not really qualified Mm -hmm. but you just do it and then Mm -hmm. you do more of it and then you grow um I think that's so rewarding so anyone else that's just like on the fence it's like I know entrepreneurship is not for everybody but um but also I think there's a lot of people out there that are amazing entrepreneurs but they just haven't taken taken the plunge. So mm-hmm. yeah. just start Big facts, do something yeah. every day. Like you just you what is one thing? Okay, I'm gonna create a Rachel at Rosenlois.com email address. That's what I'm gonna do today. Yeah. Next, okay. Um, how do I create a website? I mean you're just every day you're just doing something, taking mm. the next step. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. That's awesome. I like that. All right. So uh Rachel, when it's all said and done, uh, how do you want to be remembered? My sister and I have talked about it's it's all about people. And so I think the, the greatest compliment, the greatest, um, you know, yeah, achievement to be proud of would be that, that you love people well. Um, it, it all comes down to that. And so um, that, I, that I really loved people, that my business 
had an impact in our community because we cared about people. And, and I think it starts, you know, it's the, the person stressed out of their job that then takes it home and mistreats their family mm-hmm. or, you know, is a checked out parent and not really there emotionally for their kids. And I mean, it's just, it's all, it all trickles out. And then we have, we have problems in the world. Um, but uh, I think businesses are made up of people. The mm-hmm. world is made up of people. It's, mm-hmm. it's people. So um, I hope that I love people well, starting with my immediate, my, my children, my spouse, my family and friends. And then that just is an extension with, with my business of our customers and, and our community. I love it. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And then Rachel, where can people find you? Social medias, physical location, where you at? Yes, 7249 East 146th Street. It's the south side of the street and about a mile east of Hazeldale, just west of River Road. That's where our shop is, children's area, back patio, drive-through. We um, we are on Facebook and Instagram and our website, rosenlois.com, spelled out the and. Um, if they want to follow us um, via text, well, to get our text updates, um, that's a good way that you can you can find that information on the website, and then also um, you can sign up for emails as well. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll plug all that in at the beginning of the show and in, in the show notes as well. So yeah, we'll link so. it all that. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. Thank Appreciate you, guys. you hanging it was with an us. Honor to be here. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Cheers. Cheers. All right, everybody. See you later. <laughs>